In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. (laughs) Friends, these last few weeks, we've celebrated the gift of the Holy Spirit, a bond of love shared between the Father and the Son was poured out on us at what feast day? Pentecost. Well done, Carmen. Uh, That was a quiz. I didn't even plant Carmen over there. At Pentecost, that spirit, that bond of love shared between the Father and the Son was poured out for us at Pentecost. And that same Holy Spirit is poured into our hearts at baptism. So at Emile's baptism after this sermon, that same Holy Spirit, that love shared between the Father and the Son that creates all things, sustains all things, gives life to all reality, is poured into Emile's heart, draws Emile and us into the life of the Holy Trinity, making us participants in that dance of love that sustains all reality, the life of the Trinity. So what happens for Emile after this sermon at baptism that's happened to us in our baptisms, we spend the rest of our lives and even beyond trying to contemplate the great mystery that we've been dropped into God's life, become partakers of the divine nature, taken our place inside of that dance between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And week by week since Jesus's resurrection, we gather to proclaim the mystery of faith as we continue in the apostles' teaching, in the breaking of the bread, and in the prayers. We proclaim that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Last Sunday, we celebrated the Feast of Corpus Christi, which allowed us to focus our spirit on the gift of Christ's body and blood, which sustains us as disciples. It is the food for our journey, the bread and the wine, Christ's body and blood, giving us life as we carry out the work of being sent into the world. Did you know that you are all apostles? You're all participating in the, you know, the work of an apostle, which means what? To be sent, to be sent out into the world as walking sacraments, that you are outward signs of the triune God's love. Or as St. Paul puts it in today's epistle to the Romans, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to his grace in which we stand. The life of grace that Jesus makes possible is the pearl of great price. It is the one thing necessary. You might wonder, the one thing necessary for what? I just like to say the one thing necessary for your life, for joy, for meaning, purpose. It's the one thing necessary, this life of grace. And in our gospel reading today, we hear that Jesus went about the cities. He went into the villages proclaiming in word and indeed the good news of the kingdom of heaven. He was sent, Christ is the apostle, sent by God the Father into our world to do what? Embody the kingdom of God. He is the life of heaven in the flesh on earth. He's the pearl of great price. He's the one thing 
necessary. Because in him is the fullness of God's grace, the fullness of God's glory. To look on the face of Jesus is to behold the glory of God that Moses saw in the burning bush. And that's what we've gathered to do this morning, to turn our eyes to Jesus and to give our hearts to him. And when I was meeting with the search committee and then the vestry in discernment to serve as your rector, I shared that when I was young, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And I was pretty good. I wasn't a pro, but you know, I had a pro contract out of high school. I played D1 baseball, I was solid, but you know, I didn't have a big league career. But I wanted to be a ball player as a boy. And for a couple years as a teenager, I wanted to be a venture capitalist. Uh, proof that my father worked in Manhattan. And then I had a mentor and a coach uh, who was the athletic director at Princeton University. Some of you may know him. Gary Walters was his name. He was a guard on the basketball team with Bill Bradley that went to the Final Four. And he was my, he was my basketball coach and became a mentor. So I thought, I'll become a director of athletics. And then Jesus messed up my plans. Just as he summoned his 12 disciples to himself in today's gospel reading, so I heard Christ's voice beckoning me to his service. I heard the call to follow him through many different people and experiences, but a few things stand out. I had Barbara Brown Taylor, great author, priest, well-known preacher. She was my college professor, and she's chiefly to blame. With her, I took a course on the letters of Paul, and I wrote a paper, it's called an exegetical paper, on the letter of Philemon. You ever heard of it? It's in the Bible. Uh, Philemon. And did you know it's only one chapter and 25 verses? That's why I chose it. <laughs> but God got to work on me through just those 25 verses. Learning and reading and writing and engaging scripture led to encounter with the one who shows compassion. The one who heals our infirmities and is medicine for our souls. I happened to read a biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. That was critical. I discovered the great Anglican thinkers who kept prayer and the life of the spirit at the heart of their intellectual efforts. I went to church, fancy that. I went to church and found the spiritual riches of the Book of Common Prayer enacted in liturgy and much else, all of it becoming the means through which I was summoned by the living Christ to follow him and proclaim the good news that the kingdom of heaven has come near. This last couple of weeks, I've met with prospective candidates to join our staff as associate rector in the fall. Pray for those candidates and pray for the person who will begin as an associate rector in the fall. And in hearing some of their stories, I've been reminded of the gift in listening to others, hearing their stories of how they've heard and continue to hear the summons of Jesus and in turn offer themselves as laborers of the gospel. So this week, I gave you a quiz about a feast day earlier. Here's your homework for the week ahead. Take some time, seriously, take some time to reflect on your story, 
How have you heard God in Christ calling you to follow him and to walk in his way of love? Reflect on that. You know, it might uh, have seemed tedious for Jay, or at least challenging, it was for me at 8 a.m., Jay nailed it, uh, to read all those names of the apostles in today's gospel. But I think it's a helpful reminder that they're people with names. They're people like you and me, tax collector, fisherman, sibling, hot-tempered, contemplative. They were summoned. They were summoned to Jesus, and then they were sent. And that's what I want you to take away, that Christ calls each one of us to follow him, just as Emil today is called by name. We're summoned and sent to offer ourselves, our souls, and our bodies as a living sacrifice for the sake of the kingdom. And it's week by week that we respond to the summons by gathering here. That's what we've done this morning. You could have stayed home. You could be at brunch. You know, you, you were summoned here by the living Christ to hear the word of God, to continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of the bread and in the prayers, and then we are sent into the city, into our homes, into our workplaces as a people who have seen and known that the kingdom of heaven has come near. It's so close that you can touch it Taste it, see it, hear it. It's in our midst. It's just here. The life of grace is poured out like a torrential waterfall. Just put your hands out. Let the waters fill you with life. Put your hands out and let the bread and wine fill you with grace. Put your hands out and offer yourself to those around you as a living sign of the life that you've received. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus and his way of love. Let us pray. Keep, O oh Lord, your household, the church, in your steadfast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim your truth with boldness and minister your justice with compassion for the sake of Jesus Christ who calls us each by name and sends us on a mission to show forth with our lives that the kingdom of heaven has come near. Amen.